1: What's going on, Facebook and Twitter? This is Belly Up Fantasy Live. Thanks for tuning in. in everybody thanks for tuning in on this wednesday uh almost to halloween the 28th we're going into week eight i'm your host at aggie Capacig, chris pinto from belly up fantasy lab with me as always are my crew my knights. uh senior fan senior fantasy analyst from belly up fantasy billy witt we have senior fantasy analyst and lead writer uh ryan hicks and then we've got the NFL football department head and senior analyst, Tom, with us. Baby, yeah, belly up, Tom, giving us the hot takes, Guys, how are y'all doing today?
2: Not too bad. How about you, Chris?
1: Man, it is uh, extremely cold for us here in Texas. I mean, it's not very cold for you, Tom, but it's, you know, a a chilly, chilly 50-something degrees here in College Station. So, you know, short weather for you, but uh, I've got my parka on
3: out here.
2: Hey, man, I'm ready for some snow up here, man.
3: Nope, not at all. 50s is short weather in Iowa. Come on now. Oh, yeah. (laughs) For sure, Billy. Ryan, I see you have a...
4: Outside of the fact that I'm wearing underwear on my head, I'm doing great.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Hey, uh, hit me with that intro, Ryan.
4: It's in. Boom.
1: (laughs) Excuse me. All right, let's go with this. It's, it's week eight, and you know it's going to be great. We've got four masters of the art of debate. We're glad we're here, so grab a beer and let the show tell you all you want to hear. We start with Chris, and it ain't a diss, but Tyra Taylor, man, that was a miss. Yeah, okay. Let's go on to Tom, who drops the bomb and holds the hot takes oh so gently with his palm, then move to Billy and say Dilly Dilly.
4: Dilly Dilly. Philly Philly, man.
1: because his stats are fire and they aren't willy nilly then you've got ryan and i'm not lying anything that says a anything (laughs) that says ajb and you know he's buying it's belly up fantasy let's get on to the winning spree because first place is the only place we all want to be so with so on with the stream and we make our fans scream Well, actually, much better than we're looking than we seem. So pull up a seat and turn up the heat because the ice in our veins never suffers defeat. We're ice cold and it takes our our bold. Uh, And if you listen to this, you're getting fantasy gold. So whether you're the worst or sitting in first, just remember if you don't listen, you will be cursed. And I'm, and I know you know I'm playing, but I'm also saying if you listen to our show, we're surely slaying. Great job, Brian! Thank you so much for that intro. (laughs) Uh, Always bringing it, man. Uh, Someone needs to sign you to a record label or something. P. Diddy, somebody. You know, I'm I'm calling Kanye tomorrow. I'm saying you gotta get somebody right. Before we (laughs) kick in to the uh, the show, guys. Ooh, brace yourselves. Winter, like I said, it's 50-something degrees. Winter is coming, man. Golly guys, I do miss Game of Thrones. So I was a Game of Thrones hound. I'll still watch it on the daily when I'm doing prep work for the show and stuff real early in the morning. I always just turn that on HBO Max and just let it run in the background. Uh, but the what the writers of Game of Thrones didn't tell you is that Bran was actually actually in a wheelchair because he didn't trim his balls with Manscaped. True. Poor guy. Thought it was okay to trim it off with a traditional razor or hair trimmer uh, or something from the north. Not working for them, though. Get 20% off and, a free, sh- and free shipping when you use code Fantasy at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. As you're using Belly Up Fantasy, be sure to join the Manscaped movement. These products are snow joke, guys.
4: Get it? Like John Snow? Snow? Right, I okay. get it. You gotta take <laughs> better care of your third yeah. eye, man. You got to take better care of your third eye.
1: You have to. You have to. Uh, but guys, let's go on to the week 8 matchups, right? And we're going to th- kick it off with the Thursday night game, a division game between the 1 and 6 uh Atlanta Falcons and the 3 and 4 Carolina Panthers. 49 49- points over under this should be a pretty good one um a lot of sec players in this game so you know the points are going to be high carolina's giving up 24 points per game atlanta's giving up a whopping 29.6 19 touchdowns and 25 touchdowns all the way around over 350 yards for both the teams with atlanta getting close to 440 per game you have Matty eisen you got tom's boy teddy bridgewater out there slinging it Todd Gurley, wow, what happened to him? I mean, the dude that ended fantasy managers a, a season ago by stopping at the one yard line helps fantasy managers this year and loses the game for his team, like Tom predicted last week. Um, but, you know, there was something about this, and then uh, NFL reference uh pro reference tweeted this out the other day and i was like wow something had to happen here but if you think about it right todd grow he scored two touchdowns in that game that's that game disaster being the last one so his second one that was his 77th touchdown in his 80 games in his 80 game career only two other running backs have more touchdowns in 80 games ryan our guy emmett smith and lt baby come on with it so I think Todd Gurley might've done that on purpose. Not saying he did, but there's a little bit of gray area right there, right? Julio and Calvin and this man, Julio showed up last week. Like I, or he showed up and he did extremely well. Um, not the week that he had two weeks prior, but wide receiver 25 on the year, Calvin wide receiver 30 or wide receiver three, both Alabama guys. Just awesome. Um, Billy, I see you want to talk a little bit more about Gurley, so come on
3: with it. Yeah, Todd Gurley is really overachieving this year. He's running back eight in our belly of bull scoring, and he's got a great matchup this week against Carolina. They gave up the fifth most points to fantasy running backs, and uh, they love to give up touchdowns. So uh, love the matchup for him. Julio in his career versus the Panthers, he averages five catches for 92 yards and about half a touchdown. So uh, he's had some some of his – Career highlights against the Panthers, all uh, you know, ripping touchdowns off people's heads and stuff. So, he, he likes to go out and do it against the Panthers. So, I'm looking for him to have a big day. Uh, I'm starting Teddy Bridgewater this week. Uh, Atlanta's dead last against quarterbacks and fantasy points, and a uh, big place for uh, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. I mean, the, uh, the Falcons give up the fifth most fantasy points to wide receivers, and uh, they might have Christian McCaffrey back. So, I kind of like the Panthers in this game. I think they're kind of rolling, and uh, this is kind of a, a gut track, I think, for them.
4: Yeah, I'm starting everybody, man. This is Atlanta can't stop anybody. So obviously the Carolina Panthers. I picked up Teddy Bridgewater in a couple of these guys. I mean, I know that's very out of character for me, but this is the week we need to be using him. He's gonna go nuts. Robbie Anderson seems to be the main beneficiary though more has been hitting up lately. Uh but I really with Atlanta, I don't know who they are anymore. I'm scared to start anybody. I mean, obviously if you have Julio Ridley, Gurley, you're starting them. Uh, same with Matt Ryan in this matchup because I think it's going to be high scoring, but Atlanta moving forward, I don't really, I don't feel comfortable with them. I just don't know what I'm getting.
2: You know, I hate to say it, but I told y'all, I told y'all everything about this game. I told y'all the Falcons were in a boat last week. I told y'all Teddy Bridgewater was going to be the man. And guess what? As of lately, other than he had one bad week against the Bears, I'll give you that. But other than that game, he's been the man. I mean, going into this game, obviously Atlanta, the worst defense against quarterbacks. When you look at Teddy, he's already played Atlanta in Atlanta, went for 313 yards and two touchdowns. Um, I mean, not a crazy game, but a pretty solid one. Um, I mean, coming off of a great week against New Orleans, even with the loss, 82% 82% completion percentage last week for 250 yards. I mean, the man's playing efficient football. We talk about it time and time ago. Well, I talk about time and time again. He's He plays efficient football, and this Atlanta defense has no pressure on him. It's going to be a big game for him, 300-plus yards. I wouldn't be shocked by three touchdowns. Um, it's, he's going to snap. Um, on the other hand, I mean, one of the things that, you know, everyone talked about starting girly. I don't know about starting Matt Ryan, though.
0: For the, the
2: Carolina defense is actually pretty good against quarterbacks. They're allowing the fourth-fewest points against opposing quarterbacks and the third-fewest points against opposing wide receivers, but the fifth most for opposing running backs. This is a week that Atlanta needs to lean on Gurley. And to be honest, if if it's DFS, I'm not looking to get anybody else from Atlanta – in your you know, redraft or anything, you obviously have to play them, though. But with that being said, I think we're moving on to the next game, boys, after smashing the over, by the way.
3: <laughs>
2: Smash that over. Uh, but moving on to the second game of the week here, Minnesota going into Green Bay, over under 54.5 here. Um, it seems a little high for this one, but uh, I guess that's just because I tend to think uh, Kirk Cousins is hot garbage, but not even really hot. It's just garbage. Cold garbage. Uh, Yeah, cold garbage. (laughs) Uh, Dalvin Cook, questionable. Um, Even if he's into this game, I just don't see it being a great week for Minnesota. Um, I mean, if you have Thielen or Jefferson, these are the types of guys that they're going to get enough volume that you have to start them. Uh, Kirk Cousins, I'm avoiding, though. Um, But if if Dalvin Cook is out, I will say – um, Alexander Madison, I'm in on him because green Bay has given up the second most points to, uh, opposing running backs. So whoever is it running back, uh, you know, for Minnesota, that's the man, um, on the other side though, Minnesota's defense is atrocious. So just start everyone on green Bay, Tanya and I'm going to let you guys handle that one. <laughs>
1: uh tanya i'm gonna let the the man from iowa talk about that when he goes up because he's the tight end guy up there in iowa right just the tight end state
2: Um, passing that
1: (laughs) (laughs) um i guess i really only want to touch on two guys really um justin jefferson from minnesota playing out of his mind right now rookie uh wide receiver and on a team where we didn't Most people didn't think that he was going to come in and fill that void that Stefan Diggs left, but a few of us thought that, right, guys? So he's out there for almost 50 snaps per game. He's the wide receiver 17 on the year. He's getting four red zone targets and six targets per game, roughly. Um, From PFF, he's the highest graded wide receiver overall from the rookie class at a 90.8. That's crazy. He's top 10 in receiving yards, top 5 at yards per catch. He's averaging 89.5 yards per game, which is the most since another or SEC.
4: That's a, that's a funny face.
2: I'm glad oh, he muted as soon as he said SEC. So, Billy, tight ends.
4: Yeah, so I don't Ryan. see Billy anymore either.
0: <laughs>
4: oh. Yeah. Oh, are we there? We lost you both for a second. Pinto uh-huh. for longer.
0: That's wow. wild.
4: The weather's here the weather
1: down here in college station is pretty bad right now. It's raining. That could be it, I guess. But I mean, Justin Jefferson going up against Alexander King, Jackson, and Sullivan. Come on now. The unit
0: grades one point four.
1: Jefferson should be a plug-and-play start and have a heyday. Um, Along with that, Devontae Adams, too, man. Why not? He's the wide receiver number one from PFF from week seven. Obviously, had a huge blow-up week. And no Aaron Jones this week, maybe, right? Um, Green Bay doesn't seem like they want to rush him out too much. And today on Twitter, it said that he was going to be sitting out most likely. Um, So, we'll see about that. Billy, take with these tight ends.
3: Yeah, I really like Tanyan in this. Uh, Tanyan, I guess, is the proper pronunciation. I really like him in this matchup. He's getting a lot of targets and kind of using him in that slot role, similar to how Gaseki's used with the injuries they have at the wide receiver position, which they need right now uh, with, uh, you know, hopefully Alan Lazard gets back to the Packers, get them back on track. But as far as the Vikings go, uh, Irv Smith's kind of shown some promise, but still kind of limited in value, I think, while he's splitting time with Kyle Rudolph, just situational play for him. But uh, I really like the running backs in this game, uh, even if it's backup guys. Uh, Jamal Williams could do well, and, and uh, Green Bay gives up second-most points to running backs. So uh, if it's Madison or Dalvin Cook, you're obviously starting with Madison. I like his outlook, too. They have a pretty big day against the Packers. And divisional matchup, I think this game could be, uh, this game could be kind of fun. Uh, if the running game gets going, it opens a lot of things up for the, for the Vikings especially. So uh, don't think they'll win the game. I like the over, though.
4: I actually think I like the over two and I wish I knew if Jones was playing because he'd be my go-to here. If he doesn't, Williams becomes a go-to because I think the Packers get out early and then they're going to try to pound the ball a little bit more. Uh, If Lazard plays, I'm playing him and I instantly move down MVS and Tanyan to a degree uh, because I do think Adams and Lazard are the two best targets they have. And I think Tanya's really exploded with the absence of Lazard and he could be back this week. So it's more the Packers injuries that I'm uh, really interested in than anything else. Obviously, Jefferson, Thielen, those are must plays. Whichever running back should be a good play. I don't think I'm going to do Cousins, and I'm really looking at uh, Rodgers this week for my DFS play because we have a Minnesota game on record right now, and Rodgers tore them up. So I'm leading Rogers in DFS with minimal studying so far, uh, which brings us to another game with my favorite player, Tennessee at Cincinnati. It's a 54.5 over under. To be honest, I don't like that over-under. I'm afraid it's going to be a blowout, but I also love Joe Burrow. So I think I will go over, but other other than I'm, I'm not going to bet on this game this week, that's for sure. My notes, AJB, AJB, AJB. Telling you right now, with whatever's going on with Michael Thomas, this is a wide receiver one moving forward. I want 100% exposure to him. Uh, it's To me, I'm also going to talk about Jonu Smith. I think I'm going to start fading him or moving him. I actually keep him in my uh, – Fantasy Market Report, move John who if you can, unless you're in a tight end premium because he's still a great tight end, but AJB is going to be the guy there. Uh, when it comes to Cincinnati, we've got T. Higgins, man. How can you not play that guy? They're going to have to throw because Tennessee is going to be beating them. AJ Green looked like the old AJ Green for splashes there, but apparently he wants out, so I'm not so sure I like that. Give me Burrow, avoiding the running backs. Give me Higgins, and obviously Boyd, again, is a must play if you have him. But uh, I like Joe Burrow moving forward because this guy is going to – they're not very good. He's going to have to throw. He can run. You're looking at a QB1 level performance moving forward from Burrow. I just don't think he's going to be uh, – you're not going to be able to sit him. He's, he's, I, we did that draft today with the halfway league. I got Burrow, and I feel really good about it. Tom, what do you think about this game?
2: You know, I think Burrow is doing very well. He's going to be successful. He's not rookie of the year justin herbert all day every day (laughs) pinto you can't even say anything you were on that tie god train all look if y'all i apologize
1: publicly about this tom okay i've been chastised for it and i even said if anybody has a justin herbert bandwagon form i'll get it notarized i'll sign it today
2: don't worry, we'll have an image of you on the Herbert bandwagon tomorrow. I got you.
1: Okay. I'm do get me on there. I got
2: you. Anyway, as I'll, far I'll as, about game, him later. Yeah, as far as this game goes, though, Burrow gonna be throwing the ball a lot. He has to keep up. Tennessee's gonna run um, Derrick Henry like crazy, like every game. They're gonna get the you know, get the lead and just try and run clock, right? So Burrow's gonna be throwing, Boyd Higgins, like you said, Green, I'm not in on him. Even if he gets traded, I just I don't have confidence in him holding up more than a few weeks. He he's always had some lingering ish, uh, excuse me injury concerns, um, so I, I think that if he actually starts playing out, whether it's in Cincy or somewhere else, uh, it's it's only a matter of time. Um, on the other hand, though, Ryan Tannehill I think could have a pretty decent game, especially considering Carlos Dunlap is gone. He's not in Cincinnati anymore. Said he was going to sell his house. Didn't want to play, so they traded him for, I think, a sixth-round pick and a player. Um, Not a great trade for Cincy, but, hey, I guess you don't have much of a choice at that point. Um, But with that being said, not much of a pass rush there in uh, Cincinnati. So I think Tannehill could throw the ball early and uh, enough to have some decent value, Um, probably a low-end QB1 into a a super flex or uh, something along those lines. For
1: sure, um, man, like both of you guys, all three of you guys have said, I mean, this is probably one of my favorite games of the week. Y'all can see my notes right here. I just was like, oh my gosh, this game is going to be so good. You got Burrow, you got Tannehill, you got Mixon or Bernard and Derrick Henry, you got the wide receivers, you got the tight ends. It's just like fantasy gold. 54 and a half. I want the over on all of this. I want a lot of these guys. And a lot of these guys might be in my DFS lineup that we'll talk about on Saturday. Uh, I won't be there, but you can see my lineup later. Um, John U for sure, right, Ryan? I mean, out there for almost 51 snaps. He's the tight end five on the year. Yeah, he had a bad week last week, the tight end 31.9 points, but seven red zone targets. Tannehill is looking for this guy in the red zone, and he's a big body guy. He's also that intermediate guy, too, that kind of just – Sneaks by if you got some bad linebackers, which Cincinnati has a 1.3-unit grade on Bynes, Bailey, and Pratt right now. They're not the top-line guys, so John New could have a heyday this week. Um, And I'm really leaning on him, hopefully. Henry, got to start him right. 38 red zone opportunities only through six games. Six games, 38 red zone opportunities, and he leads the league in that. Crazy. Um, Henry's also tied – the second in the league with 15 10 or more run yards or 10 or more yards run, right? So a big run. He's also tied with another LSU guy or another SEC guy that we'll talk about later. Um, But A.J.B. Ryan, like you were talking about, the dude is great. I might have to eat crow on this guy at the end of the year for sure, because you were so high on him. He's going to have a big week because the Titans face the Bengals this week, right? The Bengals have allowed 200 yards and one touchdown in back-to-back games to receivers. AJB is about to eat this weekend. It's going to be so great. And then on the opposite end of that, T. Higgins, right? Clemson guy from PFF. He is the second highest rookie amongst the grade, right? 75.4. him also in number twenty-eighth position out of 107 wide receivers through seven games this year. Overall, he's the number five guy <coughs> Excuse me, from PFF. And the Tennessee cornerbacks are pretty good. Um, but I'm going to start T. Higgins anyway, dude. This guy has got that connection with Burrow. And Tennessee seems to be giving up big points to wide receivers, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, six most to wide receivers. So I'm firing up about everybody I have in this game. And to Ryan's point, if you were thinking about shopping Janu, wait till after this week. The Bengals give up the third most points to tight ends. And he did have a, a touchdown. That he, that he almost caught last week that could have salvaged his day. So, I mean, he is getting looked for in the end zone, to your point, Chris, a lot. So, I really like him. And, and I really think that A.J. Brown coming back uh, may allow Johnny to have some really monster days. Because, I mean, you got to pick which guy you really want to guard here. You're not going to be able to just shut them both down. And they can both work the intermediate part of the field. So, I really like the matchups here. And uh, I, I'm relying on A.J. Green in a couple spots. I'm liking the progress. The targets have been there. You know, we were saying, that, hey, production has to come. Burrow is just slinging it everywhere. And all three of these wide receivers are startable every week. And they're damn near matchup-proof at this point. So I like A.J. Green. He wants out, so he has to produce if the Bengals are going to get something in return or they're going to let him out of this thing. So uh, Derek Henry is just monstering monster and guys. And uh, Giovanni Bernard, I mean, he's, he's playing well. So if Mixon doesn't go, he's a very viable flex option or even a RB2 uh, with his pass-catching ability. So I like a lot of stuff in this game. I like the over. And uh, I really like what I'm seeing in Cincinnati. They're fantasy gold right now.
1: Yeah, Billy, before you take us to the next game, which is going to be pretty fun to talk about, uh, just because of the the obliteration that's going to happen. But to your point, A.J. Green, I kind of like him, right? He's playing for his future. Um, Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, he had a 3.5 target share. That's crazy low for his elite ability. And since then, in the next two games, He's up to 28.2 and 27.7, which lead the team. Uh, so he's begging for that ball and Burroughs targeting him. Um, we'll just see if that translates for him later on in the year. But I'm always about volume, right? The guaranteed volume
4: to take it. The the one thing I will add is I'm not low on Janu. I, I still like Janu moving forward. I just think his current perceived value is higher than what his actual value is because of AJB and Corey Davis and Derrick Henry and that whole offense. Johnny was featured before, and I don't know if they can feature him anymore. Obviously, he's going to have his big weeks, but uh, what you were seeing in the first few weeks of the season when he was healthy, I don't think is going to be what you're going to see moving forward. I think he's going to be like tight in 10 versus like tight in 8. You know what I mean? We're splitting hairs here, but if you're going to flip him, and I like what you said, Billy. That's true. Maybe flip him next week, but yeah. I'm trying to move him while his value is still where it should be, where it was.
1: Yeah, I mean, Cincinnati's the worst against tight ends, giving 22.5 fantasy points against these guys. And over the past two weeks, Ryan, to your point, he's had two catches for like 20-something yards. Like, that's ridiculous for the elite guy that we thought he was going to be, right?
3: Definitely. That's why I feel like after this week, if he scores a couple touchdowns and has a good outing, you know, he'll look a lot better in someone's trade-in box than coming off the last couple of games. Right. Right. Well, next stop game. Guys. Of these people in my comment section, in the,
1: our comment section, are in some of the leagues I'm in. I own John and all of them, so stop it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> all right, probably uh, the most colossal beatdown we're going to witness all season. The New York Jets oh. visiting the Super Bowl champ and current Super Bowl favorite, Kansas City Chiefs, over under 48. And I'm going to take the over because I think the Chiefs might score that themselves. Uh, so the Chiefs are the number two scoring offense coming into this one, 31.1 points per game, second to only the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Jets, which is the ninth worst scoring defense in the NFL, giving up 29 points per game. So if you're giving the Chiefs 29 points by default, uh, we're going to round out 50 probably a little quicker than we think here. So no Jets for me outside of Jameis James Crowder at all, period, any week, and the Chiefs aren't very good. Uh, about allowing wide receivers to have very much production. And I'm not even sure Jameson's healthy and going to play this week. So uh, the Jets' outlook is, is very, very bleak right now. Uh, poor matchup versus Kansas City, like I said. Uh, fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. And, you know, like I said, he may not even be playing. So Clyde edwards helaire coming in. He's running back nine, according to our belly-up bowl scoring system. Second in rush yards to Derrick Henry and sixth in the, in the league in receiving yards amongst running backs. And they just added Le'Veon Bell. Revenge game for Le'Veon Bell going back to New York uh, after averaging six and a half yards of carry, which is the first time he's done that since the end of 2016, hitting that six yards per carry mark. So uh, I'm kind of liking what I see with Le'Veon Bell. I mean, it wasn't much, but it's something. Tyree Kills, uh, wide receiver six, Mahomes QB four, and Kelsey's tied in one by a long shot so far this season. And the Jets allow more yards per game than the Chiefs average per game. So... Uh, This is a terrible (laughs) matchup and should be just absolute gold for your Chiefs. And uh, I kind of like throwing in guys like McCall Hardman in this one just for, you know, one deep shot. So a guy like that needs to be uh, valuable for you this week.
4: Yeah, I'm looking at my notes and it just says OMFG. Uh, I'm avoiding everybody in this game, actually, except for maybe Lev Bell because I think it's going to be 30 to nothing at half and If you drafted Mahomes this year and you thought, hey, he's QB4, you'd probably be like, okay, I'm happy. I'm not happy at all with Mahomes. He's been killing me for where he's been taken. Their defense is too good, and they're beating people to death, and then they don't have to throw anymore. I'm angry at Mahomes. I almost included him in a cell this week, but I just couldn't do it. But for me, I'm avoiding this entirely except for Kansas City's defense. Um, uh, I saw Marco, if if it was Marco – Taking, somebody talking about taking a flyer on Mims. I me. like it. Thank you, Chris. I like taking a flyer on Mims. I like taking a flyer on Crowder because, my God, they're not going to run the ball but like three times in the first quarter, and then they're going to throw every time. So when you're talking about catches, especially in a PPR league, I'm looking at Crowder, and I love the flyer on Mims just because what are they going to do? It's going to be three and outs and bombs to try to get any points Go with a guy that's going to get the catches again. Crowder's been the underneath. Mims, I think Mims is good, but I don't want to touch this. And I'm scared of the over under too because 48. It might be 37 to nothing, guys. I mean, will they keep throwing at 37 points? Kansas City's going to beat the living the Jesus out of New York. I'm sorry. F Adam Gase. Go ahead, Tom.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's weird this year, right? Everyone drafted Kansas City super high. Everyone's like, I want a part of this offense. I want a part of it. Their defense is almost too good in the sense that they're not like they're not a top defense but they're good enough that paired with this offense they get an early lead and then just run clock and it's not like a 58 nothing game it's like a 21 nothing and they just kind of run down the clock a bit which is andy reed's mo is i'm gonna have a one touchdown lead and just stop
0: Believe me, I know.
2: Um, as far as my notes for this game, though, um, for the Jets, I wrote uh, LOL. <laughs> That's it. And then for Kansas City, I wrote LOL. I really don't want a part of it. I mean, I, I guess from a, a DFS standpoint, I could get with a really cheap Jets receiver, like you said, for Mims or um, you know, one of those guys just from a target perspective all 15 passes that are going to be completed by who is it this week joe flacco still you know are going to go to one of these guys right um
3: arnold was at
1: practice today
2: maybe they start him maybe he gets traded to dallas because they can't keep a quarterback healthy uh lord knows marco's going to be trying out there by week 10 (laughs) it's it's ugly right um Oddly enough, I think I'm hitting the under on this one just because I think it's going to be, they're going to get up by like 20 points, start running clock, and it's just going to be pointless from there. I don't like it.
1: I'm sorry. I had to take a breath for a second. That was pretty funny, Tom.
2: You're good. Because but also really good. He would. He would. I was going to say real quick, uh, Scott brought this up. Chad Henney will take over for Mahomes in the middle of the third. Uh, dumbest thing I've seen all season was a uh, like a petition to start Chad Henney over Patrick Mahomes because Mahomes is getting paid too much money and he's not doing enough.
4: Morons, You don't know, deserve him. Not at all.
2: You, you can't and, be happy.
1: So my wife, Brynn, has Patrick Mahomes in our couples league that she won uh, – two seasons ago and last she was so angry she was like why is patrick mahomes not scoring what's going on and i was like they their defense is scoring and she goes oh well that's good right he's still gonna win the game and i was like there you go that's that's fair right okay but she's a winner in that league and i'm not so that hits me deep moving forward right so what's up billy
3: one thing while we're talking about Sam Darnold getting traded, I'm just going to call it now. He's going to be a Patriot.
4: Ooh, I like that too. That's Ooh, bold. spicy. <laughs> Here's what I want to know, guys: Are you going KC plus or
3: minus uh, plus no. twenty or minus twenty-one? No. I think I might. <laughs> well, you can't bet the Jets because you cannot watch this game and hope for the Jets to hold on to you know staying within three touchdowns. Because if this Chiefs offense gets going, three touchdowns is about four minutes of play against the Jets. So, I mean, this could get out of hand so fast. If you're going to bet it, you have to go Chiefs, even though history probably tells you to take the points. But there's just no way you can let the Jets handle your money. No way.
1: No, yeah, when you texted us that, Billy, I was like, you're 100% right. I was like, how could I ever think that that's okay? Like, no, I'm not going to do it ever, ever. Yeah, Not,
3: not fun, not a fun day.
1: Not at all. Uh, But for the flyer, like I was talking about, guys, on Denzel Mims, I mean, come on, always give the juice to the Texas guys, right? Go Baylor Bears down in Waco. But last week, Mims was targeted twice in the red zone and had seven targets that entire game. He had 8.2 points. So maybe building that relationship with the quarterback position. We'll see what happens with him. The uh, KC defense is pretty good, right? The – you got Ward, Fenton, Breeland, and Hamilton. Go Hamilton 10th. Uh, so they're pretty good, right? But revenge game for Lev Bell. I've been talking about it for a while with you guys. Talked about it last week. Okay, here it is, right? The, this is the game. Patrick Mahomes is going to go off in the first half and score like 30 points. And Andy Reid's going to say, you know what, Lev Bell? Let's go. Get get this. Just go get this. Last week, Lev Bell and CEH were neck and neck for carries up until the fourth quarter. And Lev only trailed CEH by four receptions. So revenge game LeVeon Bell in the third in the second half. I'm seeing it. I mean, we all know what Lev Bell can do. The linebackers for the Jets are terrible. Um And then I I typed this in earlier. One of you guys were talking about McCole Hardman, possibly, right? Billy? McCole Hardman from PFF is number two when targeted at 150%. Like, it's ridiculous. If Mahomes targets McCole Hardman, it's going in for a touchdown. It's ridiculous. So I just don't know why he doesn't target him more often. He's fast. He's like. He's just. He, I think Tyreek Hill last year said that McColl was faster than him in a foot race. So let's get this kid some targets, right? The kid can just yeah. thrive out there. It's just ridiculous. Like, just target him, he can thrive. Speaking about thriving, though, guys, let's talk about one of our sponsors, Thrive Fantasy. Come hashtag prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. Use promo code BELLYUP when you sign up today. And you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. So, download the Thrive Fantasy app today, guys. Um, before we move on to the next game, did anyone want to add anything to that? Moving on, then, we'll go to the Indianapolis Colts versus the Detroit Lions, who hold a special place in our heart, not because of the Ford family, but because. Our under Mike Brown and a bunch of those guys love the Detroit Lions. The four and two Colts versus the three and three Lions. The over unders 50 and a half points. I want to say I want to take the over. Matt Stafford has been very disappointing to me where I thought I was going to get what I thought I was going to get out of him. And Phillip Rivers is just Phillip Rivers. So I really don't want too much of either of these guys at the moment. Yeah. Uh, well, I put Dallas up there. That's bad. That's probably mm-hmm. Dallas's numbers might be towards me, but it could be. Let's move on from that. I'll just go and talk about my guys, right? Jonathan Taylor touchdown, JTT and DeAndre Swift. Two awesome running backs that are rookies that are finally getting into the groove of things. It's week eight. This is where stuff is going to start clicking for these guys where they're just going with the offense, and they look like where they were drafted at, right? JTT running back 19, Swift running back 23. Evaded tackles are awesome. PFF rankings are right next to each other with JTT being at four and Swift being at five. Um, Both these guys are just electric to watch, and Swift has been really coming on lately. But I think JTT has a really good game this week. Really, receivers – on the Colts' side, have been pretty disappointing lately. We thought a bunch of these guys were going to be really good, but Kenny Galladay on the other side for Detroit, he's going to get paid somewhere. Kenny Galladay is the guy we thought he is at only playing the limited amount of games that he has and only running 127, or yeah, 120 routes. He's still the wide receiver four from PFF. Crazy, right? Billy, I see that you have something about JTT and DeAndre, so I'm going to let you take this.
3: Yeah, I'm really liking these running backs, especially Swift kind of just getting going. They're both on the fringe of that back-end RB2 right now as it is, even though we might be a little underwhelmed uh, where we took these guys and what our expectations are. Uh, Jonathan Taylor touchdowns, RB21, Swift at 24. So, and, and, I and I like both of these guys moving forward to be a lot better. And if you had a trade target for a running back, Jonathan Taylor would be a great one to get. His uh, schedule down the stretch is incredible. I mean, some great matchups leading right into the playoffs and in the playoffs, and, of course, uh, Week 16, the big one. So, actually, uh, Detroit allows the fourth most points to running backs. I really like Taylor, and I'm hoping he gets in the end zone. They've allowed nine rushing touchdowns already this year, and Phillip Rivers is completing a career-high 69.7% of his passes. But who's the wide receiver that's going to help? I mean, T.Y. Hilton still leading the team. Uh, receiving yards, but he's missing an action. Michael Pittman uh, kind of back at practice, not sure he's going to be around. And Detroit gives up the 10th most fantasy points to wide receivers. So I'm not sure how the Colts are going to exploit that weakness necessarily. And the Colts' defense is stingy. They're top four in run, pass, and overall yardage and points allowed. Uh, I like the Colts in the under at, at 50 and a half in this one.
4: Yeah, I I just said yeesh on this. Um For fantasy purposes, Swift, obviously, I wrote about him last week. It looked like the real deal, but AD's still there. That old man just won't go away. Uh, They're hurting each other. Uh, Obviously, like you talked enough about Galladay. I don't need to add anything. You talked enough about JTT. What wide receiver in Indy is going to do anything? Where's Michael Pittman? Zach Pascal? Like, Zach Pascal, for real? And there was tight ends, but which one? Burton, Mo'Ally Cox? Remember Jack Doyle preseason? We all thought that guy was going to be a beast. Indy offense is so inconsistent outside of JTT. Kevin was talking about should I start Rivers uh, this week with Watson on by. I think this is a good matchup for him. They're going to have to score. So Rivers is a relatively safe play for me. Also a sneaky DFS play because what's his exposure going to look like? It's going to be low. This could be a big game for Rivers, especially if he starts throwing to some – I like Rivers-Hines stack maybe. Uh, Obviously JTT if they get ahead. It really is weird with Wilkins and Hines, whether they're ahead or not, which one of the guys gets more snaps. When they're ahead, Wilkins goes on. When they're behind, Hines gets all those snaps. So I am interested to see how quickly Indy, Indy gets going, if they can shut down that Detroit offense early. Tom, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. Indy's defense is good. I've said it a few times on this show before. I'm fading Detroit where I can. I mean, if you have Stafford and he's your starter, eh, you probably should have done better to get you a better starter, but uh, I mean, you can play him, you know, Deandre Swift having a good year right now, but it's not going to be an easy game for either of them. Um, But on the other hand, like you said, JTT, I think he's going to go off. Uh, Jonathan Taylor touchdown. Oddly enough, only has 100 yard rushing game this year. That Naheem Hines split is just killing him. But with that being said, I think it's time to get a little a little hot here. Jonathan Taylor, 100 rushing yards, rushing touchdown, at least two receptions and a receiving touchdown this week.
1: I like That's pretty it. spicy.
2: That is like pretty it. spicy. And, you know, the next game we're going to get pretty spicy too because it's Pittsburgh and Baltimore with an over-under of 46.5. And this one's pretty spicy for me. Because I'm hitting the under. Right. And before we get into that game, we got to get really spicy and talk about Hoff sauce. Right. One of our new sponsors here, handcrafted from farm fresh jalapenos and habaneros, Hoff's original Hoff sauce has gone on to win numerous awards and gain international recognition. Hoff and Pepper always strives to create sauces and seasonings that enhance flavors with balanced heat profiles. Every one of their handmade products is manufactured in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and is naturally vegan and gluten-free. So make sure you go and use code BELLYUP to get 10% off your order at hoffandpepper.com today. Uh, I know a couple of our guys already got their packages in. Uh, Dan was talking about tasting his package uh, this week, you know, to each their own. But apparently they're delicious. Uh, I can't wait to get mine in this week, hopefully, and uh, get to tasting but with that being said, back to that Pittsburgh-Baltimore game that I'm hitting the under, these two defenses are too good, right? Unless they're facing the Eagles apparently, but I'm not going to go on that rant. Uh, I, think <laughs> this is, I think this is a rough week for Lamar Jackson. I think he's going to struggle against the Pittsburgh D. I think that they're going to bring pressure from the edges, and he's just kind of going to get trapped in there. They have pressure up the middle, around the side. He's, he's not going to have anywhere to go to. Um, And even beyond that, you don't have Mark Ingram back there either uh, from what it looks like at least. So really you're down to, you know, Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins, which uh, I like Dobbins, but again, not against this defense. This is not the week to do it. So give me James Conner against the Baltimore uh, defense. I think that's going to be one of the guys. Yes, Scott Davis. um, I think he'll have a pretty solid game, but big Ben expect for him to have a, a fantastic game as Baltimore is giving up uh, the you know 13th most points against quarterbacks. Not terrible, but that's where they're going to be pushing the ball. I think Connor's going to get a lot of receiving uh, yards out of the backfield.
1: I'm going to leave that up there real quick just for a second, right? So I, I really want to talk about any of the running backs right now except for J.K. Dobbins, who I've always talked about just because I love the kid. I'm not going to highlight him this week, but in your leagues, people have probably dropped him if they have drafted him. I've picked him up in a league that I've talked about him in constantly, and one of my fraternity brothers dropped him. I picked him up knowing that I'm not going to start him for a few weeks, but this kid could be a league winner, especially if Mark Ingram's injury continues to hinder him. They're going to unleash this kid in the playoffs, and he's going to win the you year league. Guaranteed it. Go Hoff sauce, right? But Chase Claypool, we've talked about him for a while on this show, and the dude is amazing, right? He's out there for 43 snaps per game. Last week he didn't do so hot, but they have had packages out there for him. Uh, I was going to see where that was. I don't know where that Mike Davis is, Others. There's... Speaking of packages, we can do that, right? Mm-hmm. Mike Davis or Mike Stick Brown, Mike Brown, Mike Brown. The uh, the Baltimore quarterbacks are really good, right? Extremely well. Um, but Claypool is the third option, maybe even the fourth option. He should have a pretty good game. Uh, targeted in the red zone quite a bit this season, two per game, roughly. Uh, from PFF, one fifty six point three target rating when the passer, a.k.a. Big Ben, is targeting him, which is the first highest in the league. Ridiculous, right? Claypool, 6'6 guy, extremely quick off the ball as well. From PFF, the average average first step is at 8.8. Claypool is at 9.7. Ridiculous, and that's from PFF. Uh, I should have screenshotted that for you guys. I just pulled that out of my head. On the opposite side of Hollywood Brown, though, they had a bye week last week. Lamar, like Tom said, isn't going to have a great week, but I think Hollywood Brown might have a great game this week, getting targeted seven times per game. So, Hollywood, let's go, man. This is your time to shine. Billy, what do you think?
3: Yeah, I'm with you guys on this. I actually like the under. This just kind of throwback Steelers-Ravens, two really tough defenses. But both defenses are kind of susceptible to the big play to get hit a little bit. So I like your Hollywood Brown call. Uh, the Steelers are pretty susceptible to giving up points to receivers, and that's about the only thing they really do give up. And the same thing with Big Ben. He's going to spread it around. No, Deontay Johnson I think bodes well for Claypool, which I think bodes really well for the Steelers. He's a big-body receiver, and I think in this matchup, big physical, tough game. I think he's going to be uh, really important uh, for the Steelers uh, You know, moving the ball on offense. And J.K. Dobbins, no Mark Ingram coming off a of bye week, if not now, when? I really like J.K. I think he's going to move into that role. Uh, Gus Edwards still going to split time, but I think it's J.K.'s time to shine.
4: Yeah, I don't like this game for fantasy purposes one bit. Uh, I hate Lamar because so much of what makes him special is his run game, and you cannot run against this defense. It's really tough. Uh, Marquise could be the guy that I would target if I had to target anybody. Andrews also seems to find the end zone. What I found interesting more than anything is that Tennessee treated Claypool like the wide receiver one last year, last week, and covered him with Butler and shaded him like he was wide receiver one, which is why Deonte blew up. Clay, I don't, I don't know if I think that Claypool is the option four anymore. I think there's a real shot that maybe they may move him as a wide receiver one in Cleveland. I mean, I never would have said that coming into this week, but last week when I saw them. Focusing on stopping Claypool in Tennessee, I was like, man, well, I'm not the only one who sees it. The defenses are seeing it too, and they're trying to stop the biggest threat And, and on a lot of places in the field. That's Claypool with his size, his speed combination. I don't like it, anything this week in this game, no running backs, maybe Ben. Uh, and, again, Andrews is a flyer, but just I'm going to go the under as well. And, again, I for me, when you're talking about Juju, Deontay, and Claypool, my order is Claypool and then – switch the two as the other two because unless they're going to be focusing on stopping Claypool, which seems silly considering what Deontay did to them, uh, Claypool's going to eat him up. I mean, real quick, Ryan – oh, go ahead,
1: Tom.
2: I was just going to say Lamar Jackson going into the year. I know you guys all ta- you know heard me talking about this ain't it. He ain't it. QB 16, averaging I think 57 rushing yards a game and like 189 passing yards a game.
4: God, what did you have him? QB 15? Yeah. You had him 15th yeah, right coming in. The, yeah, jeez. Like, on it. 16. It was ridiculous. We were all like I, it I was like, a hot take, like, and guess what?
1: Crazy right now, man.
4: I'm, I had him at eight
3: yeah, and I was yeah. nervous. Some sauce yeah. on there,
1: Tom. Tom, get this man a spawn. Get hop sauce. Send him everything y'all got because his takes are spicy. Yeah. Uh, Call him the Tom Bomb. I'm just Tom, the real Tom Bomb, right? Ryan, to add to your point on Claypool, though, uh, before you kick us off on the next game, this crazy stat, right? He is one of two players in the NFL not, that is not a running back or a quarterback that has two rushing touchdowns on the year. One of two. Claypool is one of them. The dude is crazy. He's a, he's a, a hawk for the end zone. But take us off to this next game.
4: I don't know how I got so lucky to talk about my two favorite players for my games. Because first I got AGB, and now I got the Rams versus Miami with a 46-point spread, which I find really interesting as well, because Miami's defense has been better than I expected. But I'm going to talk about Mike Jacecki, baby. The, th- the thing about Jacecki that's weird is that when people say, this team's good against the tight end. I'm like, well, Jacecki's not a tight end. Or like, this team's good against the slot. I'm like, Jacecki's not a slot. He's both of those things. So I tend not to read too much into this team's good at stopping the tight end or this team's good at stopping the slot. Can you stop a six six four five 4'5", tight end that plays slot? Can anybody?
0: I don't I think the Rams works. can.
4: Unless they put Jalen Ramsey on him the whole game, which good luck. Devontae Parker's going to eat your lunch if he's healthy. Uh, another guy, Josh Reynolds, man. what That was giga max. That was awesome last week. If you try to take away Woods and Cup, they're going to punish you with Reynolds. But more than anything in this game, I'm excited to see Tua. I want to see what this offense looks like with him. I already missed the beard. I missed Fitzpatrick. But I want to see what is going to do. I don't think this is going to be a super high-scoring game, though. Tom, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, I also don't think it's going to be a huge-scoring game. There's kind of two reasons for that. Number one, Miami's defense is okay, but they're not great against Ryan Backs. They give up the eighth-most points against Ryan Backs. I don't really know – Who's the guy to take in L.A. if you want to start somebody? Everyone seems relatively healthy right now, but it's, do I want Cam Akers? Do I want Henderson? I I don't trust any of them to be the guy for a game, even against a pretty bad running defense. On the other side, though, Los Angeles' defense is bad other than, uh, you know, your boy. Um. Yeah, Ramsey is obviously a lockdown corner, but beyond that, I just can't, can't get with that defense. But I don't trust Tua yet. I can't start Tua, even against a bad defense. Wentz hasn't been in the blue tent in too long. I mean, hey, he's about the only person on that team that hasn't been in the blue tent this year. But Him and Kelsey. Yeah, him and Kelsey, but he's so injury prone. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I, I just don't trust Tua yet. I don't. Not that I think he's going to have a bad game, I can't trust him to start him this week other than maybe a super flex and you're taking a flyer on it. That's about the best option I have. It's kind of that boomer bust. Is he going to have a great game? Maybe, but your first start, Chris. So I want to
1: answer this real quick. Um, you know, I'm, I'm all on board with Gitsaki because of my boy, Ryan, the, I'm all about volume. I'm all about the numbers. I would rather take the guaranteed volume versus the big play. Travis, I know you don't trust Tua to target Seki because we haven't seen it, but Gasecki came out today and said, boys, y'all didn't know this, but I took every practice team rep at tight end. I've been catching a lot of balls from Tua in the offseason and what they had, which hasn't been a lot compared to last you know any regular football season it's a little bit and who even knows if that's just a little talking with your chest right
0: bet fred has come all the way from england to the great state of iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience fred is known in the uk for three things customer service bonuses and delivering the best overall experience to players need more Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.
1: I'm gonna have to I'm gonna plant my flag right there next to Ryan with Gasecki, and I'm gonna say that Tua and Gasecki are gonna be great because he's just he's gonna be the he's gonna be the comfort guy. He's gonna be the safety blanket, right? Other than that, though, Tua, like Tom mentioned, shouldn't be the guy that you're gonna start over like a Justin Herbert or a Joe Burrow. Superflex for sure. <laughs> Excuse me, he comes in this week to a huge defense that's crazy good. Aaron Darnold, who is quite possibly hands down the biggest freak at defensive tackle in the league. Um, no doubt But He's the biggest freak at defensive tackle in the league. Along with that secondary, along with those linebackers, along with the Sean LeVay coach team, I don't see a big game for Tua this week. Gasecki probably has a good game. Maybe they're running backs uh, that catches the ball out of the end zone. And maybe Ture, you know, puts up double-digit points. But I don't really see it that much. On the upper, other side, God, I got to go with Lil little Cooper Cup. He had a, you know, he wasn't the greatest last week, wide receiver 40. But he's the wide receiver 21 on the year. <laughs> Give me Lil little Cooper Cup. He's going up against Howard and Jones on the unit grade, so they're really good. But if Jared Goff can somehow get this play action going, this offensive line gets the play action going, Goff is unstoppable and Cooper Cup should eat. What do you think, Billy?
3: Yeah, I'm with you guys. I really like Gaseki and Tua. Actually, makes me like Gaseki a little bit more. I mean, what better than a six foot five, huge, fast guy that's in your face, right in front of you all day to throw the ball to when Aaron Donald's in your face? So I really like Gaseki. I also like Miles Gaskin out of the backfield for Tua. And uh, I think I think those will be two safety blankets. I think at PPR formats, you're gold with those guys uh, the rest of the year. As far as the Rams go, there's not a whole lot too exciting there for me outside of the running backs. I mean, Cooper Cup, and eh, he's kind of been a little bit modest for uh, our expectations and, and i'm not a robert woods guy uh that's well documented so now uh, the running back matchup is pretty good but is it malcolm brown is it henderson is acres going to get any carries you know i really like acres coming in but they've just kind of thrown him out to the dog to the, the doghouse so not really sure that's going to go on i like the other in this game and to be honest uh this is probably going to be one of the more boring games of the afternoon with two good defenses the, the dolphins defense is number five in the nfl is kind of you know surprising. So they're playing really well. So that being said, if you need to pick me up, uh, Invader Coffee is our newest sponsor for the uh, for the coffee lover who wants good quality coffee with no BS and no filler. Invader Coffee is an ultra premium, veteran owned coffee company that proud that's proudly delivering only the best coffee your hard earned money can buy. They aim to only serve the highest quality organic, air roasted coffee beans sourced from free trade farms all over the world. To keep things simple. The best coffee at an affordable price in order to provide you the value you deserve from your morning boost. 100% organic coffee beans from free trade farms, whole or ground. 100% air roasted coffee. 100% money back guarantee. Use our promo code Belly Up to save 15% at their website. So check them out. Looks like pretty good. Waiting for my package to show up. I'll be drinking it live on air next week for you guys. So excited about that. Uh, Next game, we got New England at 2-4, and four, visiting the Buffalo Bills at 5-2. and two. Kind of a flip in the script on history here. So, over under a 44. Two good defenses. Kind of an interesting matchup, but the Bills actually they gave up quite a bit, so I guess that's not two good defenses. Pats are number four against the pass, 13 to get the run, against the run. Buffalo is 20-25, and 25, so they're near the bottom about everything. And they're bottom 10 in the league in rushing touchdowns and yards per carry allowed. they're allowing 25.4 points per game. So uh, kind of a good matchup for uh, Patriots running back Damian Harris. He's been getting most of the carries of the backfield. He's averaging 5.4 yards per carry this year. And I think if the Patriots are going to have a chance at much success, they have to find a consistent run game. It can't be Cam and the receivers aren't doing it. is not doing it. They have to have a running back. So I I like him. And rest of the season, I really think it's kind of an interesting uh, stash and a guy you might be able to plug into some flex and get through some bye weeks and some of this COVID stuff. Uh, Edelman still their wide receiver number one, but his best game is three catches for 35 yards. So really bleak outlook uh, as far as the Patriots passing game goes. As far as the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen coming in as quarterback three. And the big surprise, we weren't sure how Diggs was going to fit in. He's been doing well. Wide receiver five in the belly-up bowl scoring. And uh, he's top five in targets, receptions, and yards. The only other guys that are in that top five in those categories are D Hop and Amari Cooper. But he does only have – Three touchdowns and one red zone target since week three, which was a four-yard touchdown. So, uh, you know, need to get him involved a little closer to the end zone, and, and he could have a really monster season here. Uh, Beasley's double-digit fantasy points in four of his last five, so I'm eyeballing him all the time. And Josh Allen down the Buffalo Bills. I think they're going to take a stranglehold on the AFC East, kind of flipping the script on the pack. Payback time.
4: Yeah, I just got to say I love it when Travis watches the show because I find out so much stuff from him in the chat. Apparently Gilmore's on the block and he put his house on the market. Where have I been today? I guess I've been busy. That's crazy. Why would they do that? Regardless, that has a little bit less to do with fantasy uh, than what I want to talk about, which is no thanks on this game. I don't really want it. Um, I don't know who's going to be playing quarterback for the entirety of the game for New England. I don't know which running back is going to be the featured running back in New England. I don't even know which receiver is going to be the featured receiver in New England. Is it Jacoby Myers for real? Like, what is going on in New England? I know Buffalo's defense has kind of been collapsing in some areas, and there's exploitable defense, but my goodness. uh, As far as Buffalo, New England's defense is still good, so I don't necessarily want to target anybody specifically. I'm really scared if Gilmore does uh, end up with uh, Diggs, then maybe it's John Brown time. I don't know. Where is Dawson Knox? Freaking COVID. This was supposed to be his year, and it's not happening. I'm not excited about this game. I think I might even take the under. Tom, what are you thinking? Um,
2: I was waiting for this game, to be honest. This was this is one of the ones I was most excited to talk about. Um, number one, I don't know if you guys have played um, uh, Among Us yet. I have like a 12-year-old brother-in-law, so you know I learned about that. And blue is sus. And by blue, I mean the Bills. I'm really questioning if they're really – like an actual good team or not. Like they're 5-2, and two, but Josh Allen, the truth, playing great. But beyond that, the receivers are starting to get a little shaky. The defense has got some holes. That's You know, the running backs we knew were eh at best. But that's not why I was stoked to talk about this. Cam Newton sucks. Sucks. I told you this going into the year. He is the quarterback. Uh, we'll back up before we get to where he's at now. First couple of weeks of the season, Chris, he was a quarterback five, you know, top five quarterback, right? You were you were up on him. Do you know where he's at now? Quarterback twenty five. Twenty-five. Less than a thousand passing yards. He has a two and three record only two passing touchdowns and seven interceptions. God. Right? I mean, here's the thing. If you're going to be a rushing quarterback, and, like, great, he's got, I think, five rushing touchdowns, seven rushing – I don't care. If you're going to succeed on the ground as a quarterback, you need to be able to also succeed through the air. You look at Lamar last year. The reason he succeeded through the air is because he could run so well. And that's great. He's not succeeding on the ground this year, and he's not succeeding through the air. Cam was succeeding through the ground more or less early in the year, but he can't throw the ball. I saw him throw one into the dirt 10 yards away from him last week before getting benched. So with that being said, this is the time in your very deeply, your 16 team, Chris, you, you know, we're in that war room league pick up Jason Stidham because he will start soon. It's a matter of time. I told you that early this season. You mean Jarrett Stidham. Yeah, sorry, Jarrett Stidham. (laughs) Not Jason Statham. Not Jason Statham. (laughs) Yeah, my bad.
3: He'd probably be better than that. Probably. Chris is muted. Yeah.
2: He's probably saying something about the SEC and how it means less because Cam Newton can't score because he went to Auburn. It's the
4: SEC and they suck.
2: And he's still muted.
4: Bindo, you're muted. You're muted.
1: <laughs> okay. Oh,
4: okay. Yeah. I'm saying, he you got killed
1: last week for Stidham. You're good.
2: Yeah, we can yeah, hear you.
1: Okay. And Bill Belichick said, I just wanted to give the kid a little bit of work, right? A little bit of reps. And Cam said he had to be better. Is Buffalo the team that he's going to be better yep. against? Because it has to be, right? It has to be. They brought Cam in to win this division to take them into the postseason. Buffalo is standing in their way, and Cam has to do it. (laughs) Buffalo against the quarterback is the 17th worst, giving up close to 18 points per game to the quarterback. They've given up nine rushing touchdowns and 12 passing touchdowns. Yes, the secondary is amazing, right? But they're still exploitable. Their best linebacker is Troy Maynard. Their D-line is a little bit banged up. At the beginning of the season, they were at 2.1 unit grade. Right now, they're close to 1.7. That's a pretty big dip. This is the week that Cam has to do it, and if he doesn't, cutting him from everything. Done. I'm just absolutely done with this kid, right? On the opposite side of that, though, the Patriots have not been very good against the running back position. Yeah, everyone says Josh Allen is the running back for the Buffalo Bills. But I'm looking at Devin Singletary to finally just... Come on, man. This is the revenge week for everybody. If you don't do it now, you're getting cut. Sorry. The linebackers for New England are a .8 unit grade. Ridiculously low for what they've had in the past. Singletary is a viable running back with 23 evaded tackles where he could score you some points. So we'll see if he can just jazz it up a little bit. I don't know. Y'all have anything to add about this game? Pretty much.
2: Quick question. Uh, next week, after Cam has another bad week and probably gets benched partway through the game, are you going to drop him live on the air while singing Let It Go from Frozen?
1: I did that with, Ty- with Tyrod, and I did that with Gardner but I will do it on the air for that.
2: And You, you know shouldn't what? have done it with Gardner. That was a poor choice. He's still QB 12. For Herbert? All right, that's that's fair.
3: I like Zach Moss. Uh, I think Devin Singletary is underachieved. Zach Moss is getting healthy finally. Uh, he was getting the red zone touches before his injury and he missed a little bit of time. And I think the the Bills are kind of looking for him to take that job over. Not that Singletary will get totally phased out, but I think he'll move kind of to that 1B where Moss will be the 1A and definitely the guy they they want to throw the ball to in the red zone. So uh, I like Moss to kind of take control of that job and sooner rather than later.
1: Yeah, for sure, Billy. I mean, at the beginning of the season, they were giving Moss – whenever Moss is active, they give him the red zone targets. I mean, the goal line targets, goal line rushes, goal line carries. There we go. I had to work that out. Goal line carries. (laughs) Uh, Jeez, right? Singletary has not done it. And Josh Allen, you don't want to risk him too much, right? You got this big bruiser. Um Michelle for right, Tom? Michelle, we met her a while back. And oh, yeah. a huge proponent of Zach Moss. If 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 he's active this game, I want to start him in my flex for sure. Cause he might swing you that game and give you that sweet chin music like Kenny Galladay, like Kenny G does, just jazzy, right? Jazz Sportsbook, we're going to talk about one of our sponsors real quick, guys. Check out one of our oldest sponsors now. It says newest in our comments, but they're one of our oldest sponsors now, guys. Jazz Sportsbook and Casino, they have a ton of great features like same-day payouts, live streaming, live betting, and available 24-7 cash-outs. Use hashtag promo code BUS150. 150% 150% off free play up to 1k and sign up today on ag today. Right? I'm going to post that right there. There's the promo code promo BUS150. Um, this is probably the second or third. It's definitely in my top five games going on. And I'll try to keep it pretty sweet, guys, because we're already at 66 minutes. Um, but I want to talk about the 3-3 three and three Raiders and the 5-2 and two Browns without OBJ. The over-under on this game is 54 points. I want to go with the over on this game just because I'm hoping to have a shootout, right? Cleveland is giving up 32 points roughly per game, and LA is giving up close to 30. Both are over 400 yards uh, on their defenses giving up, and both are over 24 total touchdowns. So their defenses are not that great. Jonathan Abrams is out again for the Raiders. The Cleveland Browns defense hadn't been what they thought they were going to be. No OBJ, it's just crazy, right? What do you want to do with these guys? I'm going to talk about their running backs right now. My guy Josh Jacobs, ride or die, right? 37 invaded tackles, almost leads the league. The running back 14 so far. You got kind of, You have a little bit of a conundrum with him, right? He's 14th in total points on the year. 13th in fantasy points per game, but it's hit or miss, right? He's boom or bust. He's only been in the top 24 50% of the time this year. So should he have a good game against the Browns? Yes, he should. They're number 22 against the running back. So I'm going to fire up Josh Jacobs and not look back on it. Kareem Hunt, he's my running back two on the week. 39 evaded tackles, two more than Josh Jacobs. So He's the guy leading the league. 33 and a half juke rating. and the Raiders haven't been that great on the ground against running backs. cream Hunt also has the most runs of 10 yards or more in the league leads the league. Running back six on the year. this guy's lights out. Um, and then Darren Waller, last guy I'm going to talk about because I'm gonna let you guys talk about this game because there's so much to talk about, right? But Darren Waller, out there for 93% of the snaps roughly, 188 routes, 10 red zone targets. He is the tight end three on the year. Yards per catch, he's the third highest guy under Kelsey and Kittle. So where you drafted him at, he's paying you off dividends. Yeah, he didn't do great two weeks ago after their bye week. But the offense runs through this guy. You're going to roll him. You're going to rock him. What do you think, Billy?
3: Yeah, this is a really exciting game. But to me, it's kind of a battle of of who's real. We've seen both teams kind of play up and down. And Cleveland is still just kind of hard to buy in because we've seen them in previous years where we get excited early and they turn into the Browns by midseason. So they've shown a little bit of that No OBJ, But, you know, who's real? Cleveland gives up a lot of points to quarterbacks and wide receivers. So I like Carr and I like Ruggs to keep kind of coming out here as he's getting more and more healthy. And Nelson Agu- Aguilar's heating up. He's got a touchdown in three straight, and he's the best wide receiver you forgot about. I mean, this guy has has played pretty well and with all these other guys injured. So if you're looking for a, a nice flex play or, or you're in a deeper league and you got situations going on, don't hesitate to start Nelson Aguilar. He could have a huge day for you. And they need to get Jacobs going, to your point. He has only one game where he's averaged over 3.7 yards per carry. He's had single-digit fantasy points in three out of four games in our belly up hole. Uh, and Cleveland's fifth against the run as far as yardage goes. So uh, I do think they need to get the run going. They need to get Jacobs going. They're better when he's better. Uh, Waller's as consistent as it gets. Uh, and Cleveland, no OBJ, like I said. And Landry's been underwhelming, only two games with 10-plus fantasy points and does not have a receiving touchdown this, this year. Uh, a couple guys emerged last week, Rashard Higgins, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Uh, these, these are pretty good wide receivers that I think are enough for Baker to, to execute. And tight end Harrison Bryant, the rookies look really good. I mean, he's been better than Hooper, three touchdowns on the year, uh, and uh, and he ha- was targeted pretty heavily last week as the offense kind of shifted after uh, OBJ left the game. Hunt, like you said, RB6, he's playing well, and the Raiders allow the fo- fourth-most points uh, to quarterbacks and third-most running backs, ninth-most ninth receivers. So uh, the Browns are the number-two run offense in the NFL, uh, so I'll take them in this one, and I'm going to smash the over on it.
4: Yes. Smashing the over, trending up rugs, trending up both tight ends for Cleveland. I know uh, Travis mentioned the Joku, but I like Bryant, too, uh, until Hooper comes back. And when Hooper comes back, I like Hooper. Uh, no OBJ, uh, I think it was Travis also joking about how he, uh, he hates it. They're saying Baker's going to be better. I think Baker's going to be better. This is a good game for. that's going to be high scoring. We're going to see if Baker's for real or not. But uh, I, is, is it Brian Edwards going to play? Like, that is my question because he was looking so good in the beginning of the year. I just was imagining this Ruggs-Edwards combo. Now you got Aguilar. Uh, obviously you have Waller. So I'm a little confused as to where that, but I love Ruggs moving forward. Jacobs and Hunt this week. Higgins this week. Tom, what do you think?
2: All I got to say is stop, drop, shut them down, open up shop. Oh, no. The Browns are going to lose. <laughs> you should write
4: the intros, Tom Right, I know, right That's it. Really <laughs> that's, that's
1: like At one minute and eleven One hour, eleven minutes When you clip that, Tom You to put that on Twitter
2: Yeah, I know, right uh, No, I mean, I think that the Browns Baker plays well for a game Gets really cocky Thinks he's the best And in reality, he's not he focuses way too much on what he's going to say in his post game interview, talking about DMX lyrics out here, and then comes out the next week and throws three picks. I mean, it's, it, I haven't seen consistency from him. I don't think we're going to see it. And I don't think this is the week we're going to see it. Um, I mean, Las Vegas uh, has a bad defense, but I just, I, I think that Baker's going to kind of play beyond his limits he's going to get into his own head make bad choices Uh, i believe it's the last two weeks in a row he's thrown an interception on his first attempt of the game which is just not a great way to start a game and i i wouldn't be shocked if it happened again this week i wouldn't be shocked if it's three straight weeks he throws a pick with his first attempt um but with that being said i would start pretty much anybody you have from the raiders um and even these Cleveland Browns uh, receivers, I would start most of them. Baker, I think, will have some turnovers, and it's going to cost him the game. Um, I think Carr is going to have a far better game than Baker, but these receivers will get touches in Cleveland. But mm-hmm. anybody got anything else on that one?
4: No, ready to rock.
2: Perfect. Well, the next one is Los Angeles Chargers two and four going into Denver, also two and four over under forty five points. I don't think either of these teams are guys that we would have expected to be at two and four. Uh, you know, at this point, and see, I guess maybe the Chargers, just because we had some question about was it Tyrod, was it Herbert? You know, if there was some, you know, turnover there, sure we could see him here. But going into the year, we thought Denver was going to be this offensive juggernaut. Drew Locke looked like the guy going into the season, obviously got hurt their defense. I mean, here's the thing. Denver's defense is allowing uh, I believe the second fewest points to running backs with Jarrell Casey on IR Mike Purcell on IR Mark Barron on IR Von Miller on IR uh, Kyle Pico is out. I mean, what would this defense look like healthy? It's pretty scary to think. And honestly, I think, Looking at this game, you know, with LA coming into town, they give up the third most points to quarterbacks. Um, I think Drew Locke has kind of his comeback game after the injury here. Didn't look great last week, but didn't look like terrible. They just didn't really open it up. I think, uh, I think this is the week that he kind of comes back out. He has Jerry Judy there. Uh, he's healthy. He's got KJ Hamler. Uh, Tim Patrick's questionable. I think he's going to end up playing though. Melvin Gordon's there. Philip Lindsay questionable. Um, even if Noah Fant can't go because he's questionable, Albert uh, – God, I'm going to butcher it, but Albert, Albert – Albert O. Um, god, the worst name. Albert O. Hey. I was say, I think could have a big game if Fant doesn't play. Oh, and Justin Herbert is the god. I'm sorry, Ty god's not the man. It's, it's Justin Herbert's season.
1: Not disagreeing with that at all. Uh, this is number two in revenge week, guys. Melvin Gordon coming back, or I guess LA coming to Denver to the mile high city to Melvin Gordon. So Melvin Gordon revenge game. No Philip Lindsay or Philip Lindsay didn't practice at least today. So all Melvin Gordon. We'll see. Uh the linebackers are pretty good for LA. They just got back Bosa and they just got back Ingram. So we'll have to see what happens about that. But Guys, let me talk to you about this about about the new guy, right? The new the the Oregon Duck. First of all, guys, Anthony Lynn is a great coach. Running back from the NFL, great coach. Offensive line for the Los Angeles Chargers, immaculate with Pouncey at the center. You got Balaga. You got all these guys that are just an elite O-line. You have Austin Eckler, who was the running back three last year. And then, obviously, he's a little hurt right now. But you got Josh Kelly out of a hometown kid, UCLA. And you got Justin Jackson looking like he's out of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air with the high top top hat going on. And you got Keenan Allen. You got Hunter Henry. You got Mike Williams. There's so many weapons for the Oregon Duck out there. Last week. The QB1 scoring you 38.5 points. I dropped Gardner Minshew in two of my home leagues for this guy and scooped him up and started him because I was done with Gardner, Tom. I'm sorry. This is what I was talking about. You sold me on Gardner.
2: It's not his fault. I
1: did buy it. It's her commercial because of the song from Karate. Because I love that song. You're the best around. Got Joe Esposito number one. Come on with it. But number one is Justin Herbert now, guys. He went nuclear last week without Mike Williams throwing for, like, a million yards. And Mike Williams didn't catch nothing. Wait till Mike Williams comes on board. Herbert, I tweeted this out, man. In 50 years, Justin Herbert is the only quarterback to go for 1,500 yards and 100 plus QBR rating in the first five games of his career. 50 years. The kid's the real deal. Billy, take it over.
3: Yeah, we're, we'll just refer to uh, Justin Herbert as J-God now. He just took over the God title uh, from, from Ty God. Uh, I, yeah, I love this kid. And going to this game, I'm not real fond of the, the rushing attack against the Broncos. Like, like Tom said, they're really good against the run. However, Mike Williams and uh, – Keenan Allen with Herbert is enough to get it done, and don't forget Hunter Henry's a pretty good tight end too that can get going on a given day. So I like the Chargers' passing attack in this. Uh, On the Broncos' side of the ball, the emergence of Albert O. led the team in uh, receiving yards last week, even with Noah Fant playing. I think we're going to start seeing some kind of combination of two tight end sets with these guys, especially with the receivers uh, kind of lacking in Denver. I mean, some guys have played well, however, there's no Cortland Sutton, there's no big dog, and Albert O. The rapport he has with uh, with with the quarterback there's just great. So I like both tight ends in this game. And if you're in tight end needy, Albert O could be a really good ad, especially this week, the chargers are more susceptible to the tight end position than wide receivers even. So uh, that's what I like. And Hey, revenge game from Melvin Gordon. Uh, that kind of adds in to my point with the two tight end sets, you know, if they're going to be running the ball a lot, they're going to be blocking a lot too. So a lot of play action. Uh, and I'm, I'm I want to start drew Locke in this matchup. I think both quarterbacks could have a pretty good uh, day. A lot of fun, a lot of fun in this game.
4: Obviously, Herbert, I think this is Mike Williams' week because I think Denver's going to try to stop Keenan Allen, and I'm avoiding the running backs for the Chargers. And I'm actually going to avoid Denver a little bit. I, I'm I'm no longer a believer in Locke, and I know he's not had a fair shake yet, but Sutton's still out. He's not coming back. And the running back uh, room is not 100% healthy, and we don't know about the suspension, so I'm avoiding the Broncos temporarily. Uh, moving on to New Orleans and Chicago. Over under forty four. Is Mt going to play? That to me is everything. Uh, I'm going to fade Kamara if he plays. I'm going to fade Kamara if he doesn't play. Obviously, only in DFS, not not in any other thing. He's going to. He's on. You can't bench him. But this is a tough D to run against. <laughs> I'm going to fade Bears. Uh, Mooney looked good. The tight end battle in Chicago is interesting to me now because Komet has emerged. Uh, it, Jimmy Graham hasn't gone anywhere, but Komet has made some exceptional catches. So I'm going to – Tom, what are you thinking, man? Uh, I'll
2: tell you what. If you're not already fading Breeze, I'd say fade him if possible. Uh, I mean, he's had an okay year. He's leading you know, the team, but um, it, fantasy-wise, not great. On the other hand, though, Montgomery going to struggle. Bears are not going to be able to pick up a great run game here, I don't think. Um, but the big news, I told you on Nick Foles too – he sucks. I'm sorry. He's not a starter. Don't do it. Don't play yourself with Nick Foles. Chris.
1: You know, I really don't have too much to say about this game, so Billy, you just you take it from me, man.
0: You're on mute. The
3: I'm the same thing. Chris. I'm ready. All right, here we go. Uh, yeah, so the Saints at Chicago. I don't like the Saints outside in the Windy City. History hasn't been good for them there. Takes me back to the 06 NFC title game with Reggie Bush in the gang. They got drubbed, went to the Super Bowl, my Colts took care of business. So I don't like the Saints outside in, in Chicago. I do like Jimmy Graham. Uh, New Orleans has gives up the second most fantasy points to tight ends and also a decent matchup for Foles and A-Rob. And Mooney, he's emerging emerging in the Bears offense. Third in targets, second in yards, and he has five-plus targets in five games straight. So he's a really good option. But if you guys don't have anything else to add, we'll uh, keep it rolling. Perfect. All right, San Francisco at Seattle. Pretty good matchup. Over under a 54. Uh, I, I do like the over in this game just because these both of these teams are really creative on offense and find ways to score points. Seattle allows the second-most fantasy points to quarterbacks, most to wide receivers, and the, and the 49ers' defense is tough. They're fifth overall. It's a tough matchup for Kittle as well. Seattle is the third-toughest against the tight end position. And no Debo for Jimmy G. So we're leaning on Brandon Ayuk and Kendrick Bourne. And we're hopeful that uh, Tevin Coleman can get back in the lineup and, and give them one, that one-two punch in the backfield. No Jeff Wilson, Jr. And they kind of have shown that they don't want to ride Derek McKinnon, and they're calling last week a rest week for him. So he got that mu- much-needed rest. Last week, because he's gonna he's gonna need to play this week. Start your Seahawks. You have to Seattle in the over, especially uh, you know a banged up San Francisco team. They're, even though they're playing well, having wins lately over the Rams and the Patriots.
4: Yeah, for me, I'm playing the Seahawks no matter who they're playing. Uh, their offense is that good. I want to know if Carson's healthy. I'm not touching anybody in San Francisco except for Ayuk and Kittle. But like you said, this is not a good matchup for him. I hate the running back situation in San Francisco. Give me Mostert back right now so I know who's going to score because this sucks. McKinnon murdered me last year in some of those leagues. So I don't want it. Carlos Dunlap traded to Seattle today. Ooh, interesting. Thank you, Travis. Uh, For me, this isn't a game that I think is going to be super fantasy relevant because I think the offense for San Fran is so bad and the defense for Seattle is so bad. And then vice versa, the offense is so good for Seahawks and the defense is so good for Seattle still, they're pretty good. So for me, mm-hmm. again, Ayuk, Seattle, you just play him, period. But I'm going to avoid him this in DFS. Tom, what are you thinking?
2: Yeah, I mean, same thing you guys have said. If you have somebody from Seattle, you're going to probably play him. It's not really a question at this point. Um, San Francisco, I'm not touching the running backs. I have zero interest. Garoppolo, I'm playing him, even though he's been a little questionable lately, that Seattle defense is porous, even with adding Dunlap. Uh, I mean, it's going to be pretty, you know, straightforward. They can block him. Um, And then Brandon Ayuk, uh, Kendrick Bourne, I'm not mad at as well. And um, even a guy like, probably like Dante Pettis might have a decent game here against that Seattle defense. It's, they're, they're pretty porous.
1: Yeah. I mean, the only thing I want to add, I guess, this could be the game Jimmy G has is it feels good, baby Aaron Andrews game because Seattle has been pretty good against running backs, right? And they've been giving up a lot of points to the wide receivers. Um, Brandon isn't the biggest wide receiver team, but Brandon Ayuk has been really good. I mentioned earlier that Chase Claypool was one of two guys to score a rushing touchdown that wasn't a running back or a quarterback. Brandon Ayuk is the other guy. Very versatile. They want to use him. Colin Shanahan loves this guy. Brandon Ayuk in week seven was the PFF number one rookie. Uh, at an 89-point grade, that put him at number seven overall for the year. And Seattle's defense overall is not very good at .9. Yeah, their secondary is okay. Uh, I'm sorry, their front four is pretty okay. But their secondary has been exploitable. On the other side, you got Greg Olson, Ryan, one of your guys. Their linebackers are pretty okay. But the, the tight ends for Seattle should have a good day. And then also DJ Dallas, man, with all the injuries over there, I think DJ Dallas has a pretty decent game. Um, I got a whole bunch of stats over here on DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, but I think I'll just post that to Twitter later and you can just prop me on that. Right, guys? We're going to keep it moving, right? And Prop Me is a new, innovative gaming platform and really first of its kind. It makes betting from person to person even easier than ever. Just download the app and join the front at PropMeLLC.com today, guys. We're going to move forward to one of the main games out of the week. Excuse me. Everyone wants to talk about this game, right? The Dallas Cowboys versus the Eagles, Tom. The NFC East. R.A.P. Cowboys. What does that say? O.B.S. QB. There we go. You know... Andy Dalton's not going to play. They just signed Cooper Rush, a guy that is familiar with the <laughs> system. But let's talk about the real guy. I've told y'all all about right? Ben DiNucci, the kid man in high school from Pennsylvania, 15-1 in his high school career. He amassed 7,600 yards and 72 touchdowns through the air. Also, eight touchdowns running on the ground on 121 carries. Here you go, Tom. You might like this. He can shock him, too. He'll catch a touchdown at one catch for 12 yards and a touchdown in his high school career. The kid can win right in high school. He moves on to Pitt. Over a 1,000 yards. He went 5-5 and at five touchdowns, five uh, five interceptions, so... Redshirted, not so good at Pitt. Moves on to James Madison University, where he kind of shines a little bit. Right over close to six thousand yards, forty-five touchdowns, uh, and then a thousand yards on the ground. He starts using his legs a little bit more. Right, a little bit more versatile. We really haven't seen anything in the NFL from the kid, but from the stats, from what he's done. Let's see what he can do in Dallas, right? He's got the best trio of wide receivers almost out there, excluding probably the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, when Keir Scott Godwin's healthy. But you got Zeke. You got Schultz. You have a banged-up offensive line. But let's see if this kid can win, right? I'm pretty excited about see Ben DiNucci on Sunday night football against your Philadelphia Eagles, who have been really bad against quarterbacks, Tom. Uh, I'll get off the soapbox. I just want to talk about Ben Dukie all
3: night, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't like a whole lot going on in Dallas right now. The only two Cowboys I might want to play, uh, Zeke because he's going to get the volume and Dalton Schultz because the Eagles are relatively giving to tight ends and it's the kind of the two-a recipe. Your running back, your tight end, your safety blankets, your dump offs. They're going to have to throw a little bit because their defense is atrocious and they're giving away half of it right now. Uh, kind of throwing a hissy fit, in my opinion. So uh, I like the Eagles a lot. I'm hoping Rieger gets back on the field. I'm really excited for him. The guy's a baller. And uh, as as bad as the Dallas defense is, I really like Wentz. And, uh, you know, if um, no Miles Sanders, Boston Scott's a great option for you this week against the Dallas defense. Um, not a whole lot exciting. Eagles should win it and uh, get going. I think they win this division.
4: Yeah. And my notes. WTF, Dallas. I'm fading most of the Cowboys, uh, but Danucci has barely any film on him, so the Eagles don't really have a lot of reference to go to prep for this guy. Is Rager going to play? I've heard rumors about that. Same with Sanders. Is he going to play? This could be a blowout if the Eagles are all the way healthy with those two guys. Not all the way healthy, but they have those two guys. Yikes. I love Wentz. I love Fogum, and I love Ward without Rager. Dallas, I don't even want Zeke. Tom, yeah. Um, if you have anybody from Dallas, this is
2: not the week to do it. I'm sorry. It's
3: the,
2: you saw that even Andy Dalton, who I didn't think was a bad quarterback in Cincinnati, he couldn't do anything on this Dallas team. It just didn't look very good, uh, even against Washington. Um, with that being said, though, the Eagles, um, as far as Sanders go, a lot of people asking if he's going to you know play or not, didn't practice today. It looks like it's pretty doubtful. If the Eagles really need him to win this game, that'd be pretty sad. So Scott, a solid start at running back. Wentz gonna probably have a pretty decent game. Um, and then as far as wide receiver goes, Alshon Jeffrey questionable. Looks like he had another calf injury though, so doesn't look like he's gonna play. Good, your
1: guy, I your, your guy,
2: I hate hate him. Um, yeah.
1: but your wide receiver, Travis Fulgham.
2: Yeah, Travis Fulgham, the goat. I mean, here's the thing. All you need to know, if Rager plays, uh, I think he'll probably have a big player, too, and that's about it. I don't think they're going to lean on him heavily. Could be a good flex or uh, something along those lines. Yeah, Travis Fulgham, a wide receiver, too. Not a question for me. Absolutely a wide receiver, too, easily. Um, I mean, the guy is lighting it up. I think that he's going to have a huge game against this Dallas defense that's been very porous um, I wouldn't be sur- sur- excuse me, surprised if he went for 100 and a touchdown. Um, Greg Ward, also a good start. Uh, Dallas Goddard activated from IR, but not sure if he's actually going to play this week or not. Um, and if he doesn't, Richard Rodgers. Richard Rodgers is a quality, quality tight end to pick up uh, off waivers if he's not already. Um, or in DFS, probably a pretty cheap option. He's going to put up a very high-end tight end to very low-end tight end one. Value for a pretty good price, but uh, I believe that that leads us into the last game of the week. Tampa Bay five and two going into New York one and six over under forty seven points. I'm going under uh, just because I think it's going to be a like thirty to seven game. It's not going to be close. Giants suck. Don't play any of them. It's not going to be pretty. Um, Tampa Bay. If you have somebody play them, that's that's it, Chris. so
1: here we go i'm talking about it for a while at least ty god didn't pan out for me but my main man the wwe former 24 7 champion former what's that show called where he's the white tiger oh The the singing, I don't know, the singing one. He's out there dancing and singing right as the White Tiger. I'm talking about Rob Gronkowski, baby, out there. He is going to light it up. He's been lighting it up over the last two weeks. little quick stats on Gronk real quick. Over the past two weeks, guys, he's been the number two tight end in the league from PFF. 80.7 PFF grade over the last two weeks. And then a really cool stat that I saw... The past 10 years, there's only been one, after last week, only one active duo that has been better than Tom Brady and Gronk. And that's Danger, Russ, and Tyler Lockett at point seven better than Gronk and Brady after Gronk and Brady took a year off, right? Come on now. Uh, 128.8 and 128.1. God, dog, come on with it, Gronk. Gronk is Gronk spiking all over Tampa Bay. It looks bad, but it's going to be really good. And then one more thing I want to add, the A.B. signing, really cool. Um, Tampa Bay, pretty sure I mentioned it a long, long time ago, Tom, how they're the hosting team for the Super Bowl, and no hosting team of a Super Bowl has ever made it to a Super Bowl. They won't, no. Yeah, Tom Brady going to do it this year again, like I mm-hmm. said. A.B. coming on there. His full contract from over the cap is incentivized. If he catches 90 balls, hits 1,300 yards and 12 touchdowns, him and Brady going to do it. That puts him at wide receiver one numbers. Gronk, Brady, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Fournette, Rojo, come on, Buccaneers! bring the Super Bowl back to
2: Tampa Bay this year. Did you say he needed to get 90 receptions? Yes. In eight games? Yep. There's literally zero chance. The man's not going to average over 10 receptions a game. It's just not going to happen. In
1: one game last year, in, in one game, just one game last year, in New England, not Bruce Arian's offense, Bill Belichick's offense, in one game, AB comes out, five receptions, 56 yards, and one touchdown. And you're telling me in Bruce Arians' offense that can't happen? Moving on.
2: He needs to go. double the receptions.
1: In yeah. Bill Belichick's offense, he caught five in one game?
2: He needs over 10 a game in Tampa.
4: Edelman catches 10 a game in that offense. Yeah. Won't happen,
3: Philly. <laughs> I, I do like Antonio Brown, the addition of him, especially with Mike Evans and Godwin being hobbled. But those incentivized numbers are just whoa. I mean, that would be his. That would be a historic stretch uh, down the back half oh. of the season. And I'm not sure that with Evans and Godwin. I mean, Godwin's just a finger. He should be back soon. With all those weapons, is one guy gonna get the ball enough? Uh, I'm not sure, especially with the uh, you know Gronk. He's the red zone guy too. So, uh, you know, I don't know about all that. But I do like Antonio Brown addition. But as far as this game goes. There's nothing positive going on going to happen on the giant side of the ball. I'm sitting Darius Slayton. He's the only giant I really want to have rostered. Anyway, the Buccaneers have just been nasty, and, and the, that defense is getting going. As that offense is getting going as well. On the other side of the ball, uh, I'm just going to say Leonard Fournette. Big day, big day for Leonard Fournette. Took over last week. Played the more more snaps, more carries than uh, Rojo. I know Arians always says that Rojo's still our guy. That is not the truth. As long as Fournette's healthy, he will be the guy to have in that Tampa offense. And I think he has a big day this week.
4: I agree with Travis. I like Brady. Uh, I don't see how AB gets that because of guys like Evans, Godwin, Gronk. That would be bonkers if he actually reached those numbers. I mean, what is he there? Is he the wide receiver three? What is he for real? Like, I don't know. I don't actually know. But there's so too we many weapons. Know
1: about Brady and AB is a couple things. AB has spent nights, weekends at his house. We also Staying know up women. We also know at the beginning of the season, Bruce Arian said there is no place on this team for Antonio Brown. One, the money's got going to meet there. Two, he's not going to fit the locker room. Flash forward, guys. Who just signed a one-year contract and is reuniting with Tom Brady? And who did Tom Brady take into his house while said player was moving in to Tampa Bay this weekend? yeah okay
4: let's keep on moving right well for me daniel jones bounce back week in fantasy they're going to get blown away but i'm seeing enough now to know that i wasn't wrong on daniel jones this team just sucks around him outside slayton so i'm i still i can't sit slayton because of that one big play that always seems to i just can't talk myself into it um But I'm really interested to see where the Jones and Fournette backfield duo moves moving forward. But this game, it's going to be a blowout. Like Travis said, Brady is the guy you want to own on this team. We're done. We got all of our games in. Real quick, Chris and I put a bat on the side
2: there. Uh, $100. I said Antonio Brown does not hit 90 targets, or excuse me, 90 receptions this season. Uh, Chris says he wins. Chris said, you think he's going to catch 90 balls? Oh, yeah.
4: Holy Again, moly. To get my because it's $100 I'm ever going to get. I Woo. I don't think he gets 60 balls. I mean, just because of the send time send of the it year
3: down, it is. Chris. Yeah. Go ahead and send it now, Chris. Go ahead and send it. Yeah.
2: I'll send you my back <laughs> information. <laughs> Guys, uh, look.
3: Antonio
1: Brown is going to catch at least eight balls in the Super Bowl. So,
3: leading up to that,
2: won't be in cake. it. So.
3: Give me cake. Are we talking, does that count towards the set of two? or that playoff games not just the regular season? It's everything, baby. I'm ever that contract is up until the end. I'm
1: of still
4: the- taking that bet. I'm still taking that bet. I'm it's a lot of catches, man. Have
2: they had a bye week yet? No, no, all right. No. So, he got eight full games plus three. So, he's got. He needs 8.2 catches per game.
4: Ah, that's a lot.
2: With with those
3: weapons. Taking the under. Me too. They're going to whip too many asses for them to have to throw that much. (sighs)
4: Yeah. Yep. Plus Gronk is heating up.
3: Look, we're not going to talk about too much, but
1: everything was so denied on this guy to get on this team. Even the head coach said he wasn't getting on this team. You guys telling me he's not going to catch these balls to make his money? No. Not interested. No, because he might
4: not even play, dude. There still might be more discipline coming down the, the, the pipe. He may not even play a single snap. Look, That's if it was going good-
1: to happen, it would have been tagged on before he got on the team. No. You think Tom Brady...
2: Roger Goodell will let it happen. To Goodell Brady, is the worst commissioner Brady, ever. To Tom, Tom Brady,
0: Brady, he
4: suspended him for having, not showing him his phone. Like he suspends people willy nilly. Sorry, Billy. (laughs) Brian,
1: look, man, yeah, right. Tom, are we are we doing this? Let's go. Come on. We need to talk about this belly up bowl. We need to give some giveaways. We got a giveaway, guys. Trophy smack. I'm sorry, my guys over here on belly up fans. We're talking too much smack to me tonight, guys. Commemorate your league winner in the best possible way at Trophy Snack. <laughs> Create trophies, belts, and rings with free engraving and shipping. Now you can get a free ring with your purchase of a trophy or a belt. Just use the promo code hashtag BellyUp guys. Ryan, before we go on into the BellyUp Bowl stuff, we got a little giveaway tonight. We uh, on Twitter. We put out a couple things on the fancy Twitter account and said, Hey, screenshots and stuff. We'll keep it moving, you know, subscribe, whatever. Next week, we are going to do our big giveaway for Manscaped. If you've subscribed to us, sent us a screenshot, you've entered yourself in. There have been a few, quite a few actually, entries for that. because it's a big box of Manscaped. This week, it was just off the fly, off the cuff. And a few entries came in, but one of our followers who always listens and in the Belly Up Bowl is Scott Davis wins a, I think it's a tailgating. Is that what Kev did? Uh, A tailgating shirt? There you go. But you can also get them in long sleeves or polos. Scott opted for the Miami hurricane polo. He's a classic Miami hurricane fan. So like Scott sent that to me. We'll be sending that to him at the end of the month. So thank you for watching us. Thank you for subscribing and following along us on Twitter. We greatly appreciate that. Make sure you get your subscribes and screenshots in for next week. Cause that's the big one guys. That's the manscape box with the lawnmower three the the panties that ryan has on his head the (laughs) all the good stuff i mean that's what you want so send that in to us scott you could win that as well so it's all random keep it rolling but ryan let's get into the belly up ball man how's everyone doing what's going on
4: we had some shifting going on in the standings this week quite a bit of it actually Uh, Starting off with Jamarcus Russell, we got our very own Jim Jam uh, FF, 5-2, leading the Jamarcus Russell division with 883.8. We have our weekly high score was Britt Hodon, I don't know how that's said, Uh, FanDirt.com Dirtbags with a 141.82. We have in the Kijana Carter division, Good Time Junkie, always been up at the top. 7-0 7-0 with a 941.12. This is actually the first week he's not leading the entire league in scoring, though. Then with the weekly, we have Stesic14, no Geis, at 170.52. Moving on to Lawrence Phillips, we have Rejijo. I think that's how you say it. A 6-1 with an 866.62. And weekly shout-out to Cliff Hogg, Houston Hogs, with the high score of 157.42. Nicely done, Cliff. Money Manzel. We have Raider Clan with a 5-2 record, 883.78. And the weekly is Space Monkeys, Inc., which is Space Monkeys, at 158.96. Moving on to Roberto Aguayo, we have Russ J., 75, Killer Cardinals. He's been dominating that division with 6-1, 910.68. Weekly high score is FF Hustler 420 Super Bowl Burners with a 146.88. Moving on to Ryan Leaf, it's always nice to see Kevin Wilson leading that division. We'll see at 6-1, 849.8. Way to represent Belly Up, brother. And then we have the weekly high score, go for the win, 157.12. Moving on to the boss, we have Matty Leo at 6-1. Shout out to Matty across the – he's asleep right now for sure. 6-1 with an 892.62. And the weekly high score, Jerry J22 with a 142.36. Tim Couch, a new leader here, feeling dangerous DX at 5-2 with a 900.94 points. Weekly shout-out to my Uncle Greg, Desperado's 3, 157.1 weekly high score. He had a rough start, guys, but he's coming on strong now. Then my division, Team Tebow, Makers Mark 4, 6-1 with a 967.92 points is the high score of all divisions. He's also the weekly high score of our division with a 145.02. Moving on to Tony Mandarich, we have Steph Lynn with a 5-2 record, 905.54 points. The weekly is Craftmatic 1086, with a 142.1. Moving on to Trent Richardson, again, one of the two undefeated teams we have left video game. I love that name because it's. I, I want to say it wrong every time. He's 7-0 with 916.28 points. He was also the weekly high scorer with 146.64 points. And lastly, the high scorer of the week, also leading his division, Tommy Pickles, eight 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 five and two with an eight eighty two twenty four. He also had a one eighty point five two, which is a top five score all season. So he led all divisions this week. Well done, Tommy. Uh, guys, it's getting excited. People are about to start getting statistically eliminated unless they start blasting the scoreboards here quick because there are teams that are zero and seven that are two hundred and fifty points down in the points. Technically it's not too late, but you better get it going, man. Make some trades, hit the waiver wires, make say some prayers. I don't know because it's playoffs are coming and I plan on being there. I'm on a three game win streak, so I'm gonna keep it going. How are y'all doing, guys? I mean I know how y'all are doing, but I want to say how they're let everybody else know.
3: I'm gonna have to do all that the trade, waiver wire, <laughs> prayers, some love. No, all me. that right now with yes. I'm about to go get some tequila and
1: some whiskey and a Cuban cigar real quick. <laughs> Tom, how are you doing in the belly up bowl, man?
2: Hey, man, we're holding in there. It's uh, It's been rough, lost a few guys to injuries, but uh, we're making <sighs> all these uh, Antonio Brown trade offers, though. I think you guys have been getting hit with them, too. seems like whoever has them in every league I'm in is just like shooting them out there like a shotgun, just who wants him? Uh, Chris, I would assume from our bet that you're just trying to pick up every chair you can of him.
1: You know, I actually own him, and I'm not selling anything for him. But regardless of that, we're almost at two hours, guys. I know we got to get out of here pretty soon. Uh, We'll figure all this out next week for week nine. It's going to be pretty good because, like we mentioned, these games are going to be really sick. Uh, Let's kick it off, Billy. Let's go around the counterclockwise style. Billy, where can everyone follow you at? What are you working on? Because you've always got something going on. And as of this month, you're a leading writer.
3: Yeah, follow me at BeWith24. Got your weekly start and sit article here. That's uh, uh, kind of what I've been up to and trying to manage some of these fantasy teams to get some of these back on track. I uh, got off to a rough start this year. So i uh, trying to rebound and focusing on some home leagues that I uh, got some back-to-back titles to win. So i some titles. And uh, trying to help you guys win, so let's
4: talk football. Yeah, guys, you can follow me at Real Ryan Hicks. Uh, I've been m- mostly focused on the Belly Up Bowl, just keeping everything in line. Uh, if you are interested, if you're not in the Belly Up Bowl and you want to get interested into it next year, holler at us. Let us know because I've got some ideas for what we're going to be doing that's much bigger than what we're doing this year. Uh, I want to see some best ball stuff. I want to see all sorts of different things. With Belly Up, you know, more money we can raise for St. Jude's and other charities, the better. So we're really excited. This has been such a good year for Belly Up, uh, the Belly Up Bowl with St. Jude's. We're so excited. Can't wait to see who wins that. Spoiler alert, it's going to be me. But uh, we've really had a blast, and I, I can't wait to see how big this gets next year, how much more stuff we can do. Also, I do the weekly fantasy report every week, which is basically guys trending up and down, who you should move, who you shouldn't move, when you should move them. Uh, basically like a stock market bear and bull. So I've been doing that as well. And I've, I've just got this itch to write a couple articles that are just one offers, just the mid season reports and things of that nature. I just have the writing itch lately. So you'll be seeing something new for me here shortly, Tom.
2: Yeah. Uh, Make sure you follow me on Twitter at belly Tom. Uh, I mean, Hey, the hot takes have been hitting so far. We're going to keep that up. Hoff sauce. Let's go. I'm ready for that sponsorship um more importantly though make sure you're following us at belly up football at belly up fantasy um and i know a lot of people are listening live on twitter facebook any of that um make sure you guys are checking us out on apple podcast spotify iHeartRadio radio podcasts um shoot us a follow on there it means a lot actually even just to follow it and uh you know that that helps us out a lot so uh check us out on there even if you listen to us live and uh, you know interact we appreciate it all
1: for sure guys and i'm Chris, obviously, y'all can see it. I'm at Agape Sig. Um, like Tom mentioned, yeah, please follow us or give us a, a subscribe on your favorite podcast listening apps because uh, that helps us out a lot too. That helps us get these sponsorships. That helps us get all these cool things so we can give away for all you guys. So um, next week we will be giving away a Manscape box with the lands with the Lawnmower Three in it. So. What We are all rocking. It's amazing. A great box. You got all sorts of cool stuff in there. Uh, the newspaper I still haven't finished yet, um, but it should be pretty good. I will finish it tomorrow and you know, just do it, right? We love you. Thank you for following us. Thank you for listening to us. Guys, I'll see y'all next week and I'll just I'll, I'll text y'all later, guys. Y'all have a good one.
4: Yep. F. Adam Gase. <laughs>
0: Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.